Welcome back to the Ace of Simsports podcast. Had a little bit of a reinvention of my podcast name as I've branched out from the SHL into the world of the ISFL as an attempt to make a few extra dollars. So um, I'll go ahead and introduce myself here. Um, My name is Ace on the forums. Uh, My player here in the ISFL is CJ Sonjak. Um, I've actually, Sonjak's actually my third player in the league. Um, previously, I hadn't really uh, done a whole lot in this community. My first player was created in uh, December of 2017. Um, there was a little bit of a joke about ER or ER, or however you want to pronounce it. Um, he was uh, having some issues with multis or something along those lines so uh, I knew him from SHL and I was like you know what it'd be really funny kind of wasn't in hindsight but I created my own player by that name right after the whole multi shenanigans went down so I came over and I checked it out it was a lot of similarities but you know at that point I really just wasn't a big football guy and I just kind of like died so that was a season six player and he never went anywhere i made another attempt back when um season 23 rolled around i created a defensive end named eric eller i think i actually was uh, originally a uh, power running back but i was asked to to move to defensive end and i was uh a-okay with that um definitely cut my my teeth a lot more in the community i engaged a little bit more but you know I made it abundantly clear with Eric Eller that I was not going to be a max earner or anything close to that. You know, what I was looking at was um, making as much money as I possibly could via contracts uh, so I could just pay for my weekly training because I wasn't going to do media, I wasn't going to get a job, I wasn't going to do graphics. You know, if there was an avenue of making money, I probably wasn't going to do it other than you know, getting the biggest contracts I could. So, you know, it worked out, but I think I maybe tarnished my reputation over here a little bit, which certainly, um, you know, in hindsight, wasn't the greatest thing to do. Um, so I, I definitely lost a little bit of traction with that player and, you know, a little bit of interest. Um, you know, I've, I've, I came back and, you know, I knew I was so far behind the eight ball that I wanted to go ahead and, and hit the reset button. So, um, I'm a Pats fan. Give you a little bit of background on me. Um, I live in New Hampshire. Uh, I turned 30 in a week and a half or so. So I've been alive for the rise of the New England Patriots. Um, I remember still when um, we were going into the playoffs. That game where where Drew Bledsoe was our starting quarterback, and I was a big Drew Bledsoe fan back in like first grade. I loved watching Drew Bledsoe play, his long bombs, everything like that. And then when he went down, I was pissed, and this kid named Tom Brady came into the game. And uh, little did I know, man, that things would play out the way it did. So I, um, I'd always kind of kept an eye on football, and I've been, you know, you kind of have to watch the Patriots if you want to be culturally relevant over here in New England. Um, 
there is no option <laughs> because you go to the grocery store even the person cashing you out is going to ask you about the game you go to the gas station the person's going to ask you about the game you go to work your boss is going to talk about the game everyone and their mother talks about football out here in new england and we don't really have college sports here it's all about the professional sports uh, i mean we do have college sports obviously but it's just not as popular as like the way it is down south you know we don't really care about NCAA basketball or NCAA football or anything like that. We have like the majority of D1 college teams are in New England uh, for hockey and we don't even really care about that anymore. It's just really rough to say and rough to see. Um, anyways, so I've been watching the Pats for a while now and you know watching this most recent year despite it being terrible with Cam Newton and every, everything like that with the Pats. Um, you know, it was a treat to see J.C. Jackson play the way that he has. Nobody really expected much out of him, and it sucks to see that he may be, you know, exposed to um, other teams and potentially going elsewhere. But, you know, watching him collect all those picks that he did, that was pretty exciting and pretty intriguing. And I had a brief chat with Bailey. I was like, you know, if I'm looking to create somebody that's, you know, sniping balls from wideouts all the time and, and – pick sixes and everything like that you know maybe maybe we emulate somebody like stefan gilmore and he's like you know what that's you know cornerback is probably a lot more fun and you know that's less of a stefan gilmore and more of a jc jackson so it's like all right well i'm not very creative so let's just go ahead and throw his name in a blender and then we got voila cj Songjack is born and entered into the isfl world so I created a little bit later than everybody else. I was, um, uh, I think, in the middle of the offseason when I created. I didn't even get a chance to get into the prospect bowl games until they were halfway done. So that's a big reason why my TPE gains are a little bit lower than everybody else's. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say that I think that I'm keeping pace pretty well. Uh, but unfortunately, if I'm going to afford those massive things of equipment, I'm going to need to make a lot more income and uh that's kind of what i'm doing now so um wanted to talk a little bit about my time do, do, do. um my time with the london royals i had some questions that people asked me way back in late january um so i'll go ahead and jump on those first and foremost uh, what were your predictions for the Royals considering they will have a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back? Um, I mean, it's kind of funny uh, now that I look back on that question. I mean, I suppose we should have foreseen the challenges that we, we ran into here um, with the Royals. Um, we really struggled to put points up on the board. You know, me and uh, Willie Miller on the cornerback side of things and uh, Glenn Smart, the other defensive court, did a great job of limiting the opposition's offense to points on the board. But we just couldn't keep up with our young, young offense. Um, you know, and, and with that said, you know, I thought the Manhattan Project player, um, Modern Duke, had a hell of a rookie year. It was uh, not uncommon to see him absolutely just break through the line of scrimmage and pick up like 15 20 30 45 yard runs um that was kind of like what we had to hold our breath and hope for if we were going to be putting together any points 
um, or a chance to win. Um, those those bomb passes to uh, Suyu, uh, Suyu isn't very common or wasn't very common last year. So um, that was definitely what Hoppy brought to the table. It was definitely a struggle for us. And, uh, you know, that's ultimately what held us out of playoff contention and, and making a playoff appearance. Um, Venice 0528, my good friend Blorgle, uh, chimed in also on the 27th. Uh, thoughts on preseason? Um, preseason was, uh, it's been so long ago, I'm going to just skip that. I, I don't remember. Um, favorite IRL sports team? Um, you know, I, I'm a big hockey guy. I've made that abundantly clear. I've been in the simulation hockey league for 10 years now, a decade of my life. Um, so I've always been a big hockey guy. And when I grew up, once again, you know, the Pats were in the, the spotlight, the Celtics were in the spotlight, the Sox were starting to be good. And the Bruins were kind of, they were kind of like the worst team in town. And with hockey being my number one thing at the time, it really pissed me off because all the other kids would be like, why don't you, you know, typical New England fans, why don't you root for a team that's actually good? Why do you make yourself a, a hockey fan when the Bruins suck? Why do you subject yourself to that? And it really made me absolutely abhor all the other New England sports for a long, long time. Um, so I, first and foremost, I'm a Bruins fan. Uh, once again, public enemy number one. I'm sure you guys all, um, if you know hockey at all, everybody that's not a Bruins guy basically hates the Bruins. Um, so that is my favorite team. Um, my reaction to the DSFL draft was the uh, next question that they had. And that's the DSFL draft that I was selected um, by... London Royals. So I'm going to go back and pull that information real quick. So once again, I uh, I definitely didn't expect a lot in that draft I created late. Um, I was only really invited to two locker rooms to get scouted. Um, was really actually unimpressed with the DSFL scouting process because, like I said, I only heard from two GMs. Um, so I really thought I could have been like a fifth round, sixth round player, but for one reason or another, um, some folks decided to, and by some folks, I mean the wonderful management team in London decided to take a chance on me in round three. Um, really super pleased and super appreciative that they did. Um, London was the team that I wanted to go to. They did a great job of, um, scouting me, welcoming me. Uh, making me feel appreciated and welcomed with the community that they had there. Um, and everybody just seemed like they were genuinely having a good time. It wasn't just about the league. You know, it was, you know, hey, how's your life? You know, what's going on with you? You know, what are you um, doing on a daily basis? Wow, that sounds pretty cool. Keep your head up. Life kind of sucks. So just uh, roll the punches, that kind of stuff. Just that good little support network that it sometimes... Um, super easy to overlook and uh be unappreciative of but you can't you can't take that stuff for granted so they were very much like a family um in my first season there uh, i went there in the third round 22nd overall and um i couldn't be happier with where i landed i'll have at least one more season with them 
and I can't wait to return after what a successful season that I'll touch on in a little bit. Uh, next question was um, also from Menace. Why are you a corner or a uh, cornerback? And the big reason for that is that, you know, I'm a really competitive person. I uh, I like winning a lot. There's probably nothing more that I like than that. Um, and I know that wide receivers sometimes a really sexy position. Everybody wants to be that guy going out for the friggin' bomb pass, reeling that in and bringing it in for a touchdown. So a lot of those people that like that spotlight probably created that type of player. And what I want to do is I want to take those people that are really hoping for that and take their dreams and crush them. So I want to be the one that is better at being a wide receiver than the wide receiver. I want to be out there with the giant throw, jump up there and reel that ball in because I'm better at your job than you are. And that's what I really love about being a cornerback. It's kind of like that wet blanket type scenario. I like inflicting emotional trauma on my opponents. Um, that was all I really had for questions on my uh, podcast question, which I'm going to bump for the next episode. So please go ahead and um, go ahead and add some questions for me next time. I would definitely appreciate that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and touch a little bit on the DSFL season. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up that index really quickly here. By the way, this podcast is uh, brought to you by the wonderful uh, beer subscription called Beer Drop, which is uh, featured by a or provided to you by a coalition of small independent craft brewers in Colorado. Right now, I am drinking a um, the Slow Pour Pills, and this is from uh, which brewery is this? Uh, Loggerhead Brewery. So, very good stuff. Uh, I'm drinking it out of the can, but my can says use a damn glass, so perhaps I'm, uh, you know, not really doing the right thing here. Um, anyways, so I've got the index up here, so I'll go ahead and pull up the London Royals. So, the Royals had a record of 6 and 8. Uh, 429 win percentage. We had um, actually a positive points spread. We had uh, 229 points for and 216 points against. Our record at home was 4 and 3. Where we really struggled was on our road. We went 2 and 5. Um, really hoping that we can change that up a little bit for next year. My, my own player, um, I had a tremendous season. Personally, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up my stat line if I can track that down. Stats. So out of 14 games, I started 14 of them. I collected a total of 54 tackles with only three missed tackles. I managed to... uh, punch out two balls for two forced fumbles 
I did collect one sack, which I did kind of a double take at. It must have been a cornerback blitz, as some people have told me. Um, big highlight for my season was definitely reeling in seven interceptions. Now, I was listening to the ISFL draft recently, and somebody mentioned a kind of fun fact is that I didn't have a single game where I only pulled in one interception. Every time I was on the, the box score for interceptions, it was because I reeled in multiple per game. And the highlight of that was probably um, when I had three uh, interceptions in week 11 against the Portland Pythons. And those were all in the first half of the game. I was kind of hoping that I could pull one in the second half, <laughs> maybe shatter some records, but it didn't quite work out that way. But I'm incredibly fortunate that I was able to do that. I ended up pulling in 75 interception return yards that game as a result of those three interceptions. So I'm definitely, um, definitely hopeful that maybe I can replicate that for next season. I did pull in one pick six as well last season. Um, that was against uh, the Seawolves in week one. Um, so I started off my season pretty strongly there. Uh, so really hopeful that maybe we can replicate my production defensively while supplementing it with some additionally mature offensive production here as our quarterback and our running back and our other um, offensive folk are a little bit more prepared for next season. I know that we have a good pick in the draft too, so I'm hopeful that we can bring in some, some real high-end talent here as well. That would be really exciting. Um, Right now, I'm going to take a quick peek at Sonjak's player profile. I just reached the cap, actually. So I wanted to kind of go over my, my build and kind of what my thoughts are on that. So um, I'm at 262 TPE. I, uh, I'm a right-handed player, uh, 5'10", 190. So I'm not a big guy either. I'm all about speed. Um, I'm playing like a cover corner. Uh, that's my player archetype. Um, right now, my highlight of my build is my speed. I've got 82 speed. I've got 70 hands. And I've got um, 71 intelligence. So really, the whole point of my build is that I'm going out there. I'm following that route that that wideout's running. I'm reading it. I'm using my intelligence to position me between where he's going to be and where the ball's going and I'm using that agility to react in time to pick it out of the air before he can get it or at least breaking it up before he can reel it in um, where I found myself kind of struggling at the beginning of the season was uh, I would see myself out there for like two or three plays and then I would be pulled off the field for like four plays in a row and I realized that I was abusing not abusing but not paying enough attention to my uh my endurance on the player so Sonjak was running out of gas very quickly and I spent basically the last third of the season pumping that stat up and I got it all the way up to 71 and that didn't really it wasn't really a problem anymore so I'm curious if I had that up even marginally better than what it was if I could have had an even more productive season if because I would have seen more snaps out there um, I'm not saying that I would have like reinvented the wheel or anything like that but it, it may have been 
a little bit of a better situation for my player to, to put up some better numbers and maybe compete even for the defensive player of the year instead of um, getting slapped around in that award. Um, I've also got a little bit of a bump in strength, um, but predominantly this is what my build's going to be going into next season as well, so you're not going to see a tremendously large deviation um, build-wise from what I brought to the table last season to next next season here. Um, I wanted to go ahead and touch a little bit on the draft combine. So let me pull that up. Okay, so the scouting combine. So this is definitely when I came into this league and this community, um, some of the things that the, I don't know if this is done by someone or if it's done in the sim, but the attention to detail on this type of thing was really super intriguing to me because in the SHL, you don't really have this sort of level of detail in scouting. You know, you just pay attention to the predominant things like what's their bank account look like? Um, what's their TPE at? How do they fit culturally within the locker room? That sort of thing. Um, being able to see like what their kind of production looks like. In, and, and once again, maybe I'm taking this out of context. Maybe these things are just kind of pulled right out the ass. But, um, you know, you kind of have a little bit of a, a display of how these builds would work, which is kind of interesting. Um, I came in there and I looked at these uh, results for the defensive backs and uh Sondrak did all right um he fell short kind of where i expected him to um he did very poorly with uh, the strength type stuff um he was below average on bench press um i think as a vertical leap he was about average on um 40 yard dash which i was kind of surprised at he was uh you know once again pretty average um, broad, I don't know what broad is, um, but he was pretty average in that too. Where he really kind of uh, shined was the um, running and agility. Um, he got a 4.28 in the shuttle run, and uh, that was probably fifth best in the class. And then he had a 7.3 in the three cone, which was tied for second best um, so that's kind of a good little example of where his skill set shines the most but where Sonjak outperformed everyone else was the Wonderlick test which is uh, apparently I spent a lot of attributes in intelligence that maybe other players didn't because Sonjak did significantly better than anyone else on that by about five points so I mean I'll have to say that my player is significantly more intelligent than all of your players. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but yeah, this whole spreadsheet thing was pretty intriguing. Um, I think that I could have probably done a little bit better on some of those things. But it makes a lot of sense why Sonjak fell the way he did in the combine results. So I'm going to pivot here. We're going to talk about the ISFL draft 
I had a pretty interesting experience with that. Um, I'm gonna pull that up real quick. apologize for the technical difficulties but we are back now live and we're going to be talking a little bit about the isfl draft here so um this was a little bit of a different experience for me i mean um i kind of expected to be slipping going into the dsfl draft for one reason or another um predominantly the fact that i created late and maybe had lower tp than others you know was a little bit of a um a question mark due to my conduct with Eric Eller, um, how I was really relying on contract money and not really doing a whole lot of effort in regards to um, earning um, cash to, to be a high-end earner. So um, I came into London as a third-round pick, and I felt like I really exceeded where I was drafted compared to what I brought to the table. Um, so I expected that to kind of roll in with the fact that I had a amazing season um, with my track record in the SHL to be like a I, I wasn't truly expecting to be a first round talent but I at least was expecting to go into the second round um, and there was a bunch of teams that I had a really good conversation with such as like the Colorado team Honolulu a few other squads um, I figured that I was definitely going to be going in that spot um, for some reason or another, despite a lot of mock drafts even having me going within the top 10, um, I managed to somehow slip all the way down to the third uh, round, the first pick of the third round. Um, That's 29th overall, I believe. Um, I was definitely, I was definitely a little frustrated. I feel like I've proven already that I could do a lot more than that. And, you know, I'm going to use that little bit of uh, egg in my face as motivation to, to work hard and prove that, you know, Philadelphia is going to get a steal and a half with what I bring to the table here. Um, I plan to be a mainstay on their secondary for a long, long time, um, perhaps even all of Sonjak's career. Um, you know, if the current management stays in place, everything like that. Um, yeah, I was really expecting more out of the draft than what we got here. Um, but yeah, like I said, all you can do is work and prove people wrong. Um, speaking of the awards, I did have a hell of a haul. Um, I actually collected three pieces of hardware. Um, defensive performance of the year for those three picks I had um, almost a second nomination for a second defensive performance of the year with my uh, my two picks and the um, pick six um, I 
reeled in defensive rookie of the year and I also got cornerback of the year in the DSFL so um, super pleased with how everything went last season but like I said I, I kind of thought that everything would roll in together and, and yield some some better results for me personally um, with that said I wanted to highlight some of my teammates I'm super proud and super stoked for them um, specifically you know uh, modern Duke who ended up going really early in the draft he also had um, a pretty sweet render there number 11 overall to the um, to the Colorado Yeti congratulations to you buddy proud of you enjoy it um, another good buddy of mine ended up going pretty early um, do, do, do. It's obviously Pib. Can't remember where exactly he ended up landing. He went relatively early in the draft. Why can't I find you? I must be blind. Um. Anyways, and then I probably was most disappointed with the fact that I didn't get a chance to reel in my boy Willie Miller in the draft. I wanted to be playing with him. We were the Lockdown Terror Twins. I told a few GMs that we wanted to play together, but, you know, for one reason or another, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Um, big funny laugh about that whole pick with him is that his render for the draft, somehow, on the draft sig, ended up being a quarterback fumbling the ball. I think that they totally intended to make the guy that was hitting the quarterback, Willie, but sure enough, he's got, like, a play sheet in his wrists and he's going down hard <laughs> we were all laughing about that in the london locker room uh, we'll have to post that somewhere so you guys can all look at it but um san jose has a good presence within the uh the london locker room and it makes a lot of sense why they ended up picking up willie he's a great depth player fantastic guy for the locker room he's going to do a great job for the saber cats um i'm gonna pivot again here I've kind of talked about draft all I really wanted to. I'm still a little butthurt about that. Um, I'm going to talk about some of these questions that we got here. So I got some more questions since I uh, ended the uh, previous segment here. We're going to dive right in. Wildfire Micro came in and asked about CJ's thoughts of working with Tsuyu. Um, very excited that I have some teammates that I know of. Uh, from my time in London in the Philadelphia locker room. Um, from what I was told, um, Wildfire was really a big impact in the drafting decision to bring me into the fold there in Philadelphia. So um, I'm actually um, Wildfire's GM over in the SHL. So he's a, a great teammate to have, and I, I can't wait to continue to work with him and, and develop as we bring this team in Philadelphia um, from kind of like a, a rebuilding bottom of the barrel type thing. I think this work's already, the foundation of it's already been done. I'm kind of like the second wave of it. Um, but as they continue to traverse this uh, development plan, I'm excited to bring what I can to the table to help them take a big step forward. And having a teammate like Tsuyu Asui on the bench here to work with, it makes it that much better. So I'm ecstatic to, to be teammates with them again and can't wait to get started. 
Uh, thoughts on why Flash Panda should not be the wide receiver one with Philly? Um, I'll be honest with you, Flash Panda, I haven't really looked into Philly's situation enough, but let me go ahead and take a quick peek, and I'll look at your player, and I'll tell you why you shouldn't be. got you right here 858 TPE uh, that's a lot of TPE in my perspective here in this league I don't see why you shouldn't be the wide receiver one uh, 85 agility pretty good uh, 70 intelligence that's a big reason why you shouldn't be right there you've got less intelligence than CJ Sonjak you're not as smart as me um, 100, 100 speed wow that's okay gotta go fast all right that's a good reason to be there 83 hands you got some nice hands on you 70 endurance you gotta you gotta go for a few runs there juniped you're a little slow um on on you know your breathing processes um so go ahead and work on work on that you gotta make sure that you're able to run um 74 competitiveness it's pretty competitive but you have a little bit of uh you could definitely bump that one more to the max of 75 so you know after looking at your stats i think it's pretty clear that you uh, you're pretty good number one wide receiver but um there's definitely some places that you could improve upon specifically your intelligence you gotta work on those books buddy hit the books hit them hard um how did it feel being drafted with such a great group of guys in the draft particularly romulus and xavier from titan mvp um Xavier's a good dude. You know, I was really appreciative of his team allowing me to get those three picks last season. Um, <laughs> really happy for him to go in the first round. I don't know about fourth overall talent. You know, I think that's more of like somewhere that, that Sonjak should have gone. But, you know, Titans, uh, he's the one that asked this question so you can tell how really into himself he is. Um, just kidding. But I really enjoyed my time at the draft, and we've got a great young crop of players here. And uh, I'm really stoked to see how we all develop and, and mesh together. I mean, let's go ahead and pull up our prospect list one second. Oh god, how do I even see the prospect list in this community? I don't even know how to look it up. It's a, it's in like a subcategory in the SHL, and that's not how they do it here. So apparently, I just have no idea what I'm doing. Um, Anyways, I'm going to skip over to the next question there. Um, how is the ISFL draft and pre-draft process? Um, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely abhor the draft process that this league has. Um, like I've said previously in the previous segment, I've been in the SHL for 10 years now. I've been a GM for over 30 seasons at the big leagues, and I'm going into my second season as a juniors GM over there. Every single draft we've ever held, um, I believe, in the SHL has been... A live draft because I think that's incredibly important and it removes the risk and potential of some of the leak based scenarios that we've experienced already in this league um, I think that it also provides a better experience for the members themselves you know you're, you're just asking for trouble when you have these things occurring over time and you're just asking for GMs to be complacent and not do their homework. You know, 
I get the idea of that. Yeah, you guys, there's a lot of European GMs and people in other time zones, but that's no different than what we have over in the SHL, and we always manage to make a live draft work. Um, I've already seen a lot of people that are like ridiculing the fact that you might not know the results. Like, imagine not knowing the draft results. Uh, I already know. I can't even do the mock. Ha ha ha. And it's it's super disappointing that people have that attitude and act like that. It's kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you. And I know that this is just how it's been here, but I really don't think it's the right answer and really the play long term. I think, you know, you ask the GMs, what's your availability like? These are the days that we're looking to plan for a draft. When can you make it? If there's no times during those windows that you can't make it, you can appoint somebody to draft in your stead. You know, I hear the argument of, oh, that doesn't give us enough time to analyze and, and make the proper picks. Like, how do you think it works in the NFL, dude? These people have to do the same exact shit. So get your spreadsheets up to date. Get all the data that you can in front of you. Make the right decisions. Arm yourself with the right information. And be, be prepared. You know, it's no different than a job in the real life, in the real world, you know. Don't scramble and panic when you're finally expected to do something because that just puts you in a bad light and it puts you in a bad situation. So do your shit ahead of time. Have all your info in front of you to make an educated decision and you'll be all set. And that's what we do in the SHL. And it's a better product all around. Uh, I, I, I Let me backtrack that. So I can't say it's a better product all around. I mean, the way that the events team here in the ISFL does things is immense. I love the, the polish on the draft stream, the draft sinks for everyone. Um, it's definitely um, pretty intriguing. I like the analysis that the team provides. But I feel like that can all be done at a live draft as well. You know, maybe not the nice polished draft sinks like we have, but we could do better than what we're doing right now with the draft. Um, my ISFL draft and pre-draft process, I think that the ISFL GMs did a much better job than what I saw out of the DSFL GMs with engaging with prospects. Um, you know, I, I was talking to another one of my buddies that's from the SHL and we were kind of um, overwhelmed with the fact that everyone and their mother wanted us to join their Discord. Like, I already have a lot of discords I'm in, and asking me to join one for a team that might not even be drafting me is a lot to ask. You know, because I don't, I only have a finite amount of time, and it's important for me to have a presence in the discords for the teams that I'm associated with. And for me to be judged on my discord presence for my draft stock for a team I'm not even necessarily sure I'm going to be associated with, it was a tough pill to swallow. And I even spent a lot of time in these discords. I, I joined like five of them from the GMs that I kind of enjoyed chatting with. And none of those teams that I actually joined and put an effort into um, ended up drafting me. So next time around, I think I'm going to echo my buddy's sentiments. And, you know, I'm just going to stick out of all the, the, the discords until I'm drafted. Uh, just because it was, a, it was a lot and it seemed kind of pointless. And it was a little bit of a waste of time. Um, other than that, the pre-draft process was pretty simplistic. Just keep doing what I was doing and sit on my hands and waiting. Um, happy with where you landed. 
I didn't really know much about Philadelphia. The only thing that I knew about Philadelphia is that Wildfire is part of the War Room. Um, I didn't even know like their situation, if they were contending or anything like that. I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the ISFL architecture and the hierarchy of teams, that kind of stuff. Um, so I got there, I was invited to the locker room, had a wonderful warm reception from the team. Um, I have nothing bad to say about where I landed and I'm excited for the future now that I have a better understanding of the team. Um, do, do, do. I think that may be all the questions I have. Oh, you were potentially picked later in the draft than you expected. Jimmy's coming in clutch here. When did you expect to get picked? Where do you think about when you were actually picked? Um, I've already touched on that a little bit here. Um, I was definitely picked later in the draft than I expected. I, like I said, I expected to be um, early to mid-second round. And it was kind of um, nerve-wracking to see all these players that I didn't even know exist get drafted before me. Um, I don't know. I think that I really deserve to be going earlier. Um, what do I think about when I was actually picked? You know, I, I've already touched on that as well. I think that I'm motivated to prove every other ISFL team made a mistake by passing on me. Um, I've maintained it during any of my scouting conversations that with Sonjak, my long-term plans are to be a number one cornerback in this league and be a Hall of Fame cornerback in this league on top of that. Um, I want to be somebody that is on that game plan for opposing GMs to, to try to mitigate. You know, this is a threat to our team. How do we plan to get around this? And I can't wait to do that with Philadelphia. I want to prove want to prove those other GMs wrong. I mean, I even want to prove Philadelphia wrong for choosing me so late. Like, it seemed like the uh, the GMs here in Philadelphia were like, they weren't really planning on drafting me, but when I fell onto their lap, they didn't really have a choice. The value was so high. And, you know, I think I could have even gone earlier with Philadelphia. So, I got this, uh, this PPL attitude right now. Prove people wrong. PPW, I mean, oh god, I can't even do acronyms today. My mind's a word. Take another sip. What's your favorite pregame meal? It's all about carbo loading, buddy. See you, uh, night before. I'm gonna go hit that chicken parm bun. Or chicken fettuccine Alfredo. Have a nice bed of pasta. Have a nice sexy sauce over the top of it. A little bit of Parmesan cheese. Gonna have a good time. So definitely big into the pasta. I'll have a smoothie when I wake up in the morning. As many fruits and veggies that I can throw in there without making it taste like shit. I don't care what color it is as long as it tastes good. It's nice and healthy. I'll drink that. Then about, you know, if it's an evening game, I'll get an afternoon nap in. I'll hit the hay around 1 o'clock and wake up at 3. And then I'll head over to the field and get her going. I also like to hit the bike before the game to get the legs nice and warmed up. Um, I'll do that for like a half hour. Uh, looks like that's all I've got for questions. Um, also wanted to share a little bit of my feedback on the application process here for GM or, or for jobs in general. So when I came back here with Sonjack and got him going again, you know, I, like I said to you earlier, I have a little bit of a stigma around my player due to my lack of drive to make money and, and have an income. Um, 
I was really just relying on my contract payments. That's changed with Sonjak. I've, I've been trying to do media. I've been trying to do other tasks to bring in some income for my player. Um, the biggest thing that I was looking for was a job in the community. Um, I haven't quite had a great experience with that. You know, the first one I applied for was a media grader, and I was informed that there was too many people that applied and we had to throw it in a randomizer. And that kind of like was a slap in my face. Like, come on, pick the qualified candidates. Like there's a ton of people that are obviously needing the job and it doesn't take a whole lot, but like hire people that deserve the job and need the job and don't already have a job. Um, and then I ran into that again recently when the updaters couldn't decide on a candidate and they're just like you know what we're gonna go ahead and just throw our final candidates in an rng blender and see what happens so it sucks when you're really looking for a job and uh you don't get one and you lose it because of the rng factor you know thankfully i i was super pleased that i did finally bring one across the line um just today i received news from opera that i was selected for banker um which has a decent compensation to it and it's not exactly a complicated gig so uh i definitely have the bandwidth and, and i'm excited to get started on that i'll be the banker for uh the bondi bay buccaneers and the tijuana luchadores for this season so uh i'll be monitoring all of your bank accounts very closely um so I'm very appreciative to the banking team for selecting me uh, for this job, helping me have a little bit more of a better experience within the community. Um, so I can't wait to get started there. I do still have an outstanding application for the uh, head office intern job. I don't know if I'll be selected for that too, but I'd be pretty intrigued in seeing if they would select me for that after I just got the banking job. I know the bankers said in the application that a big prerequisite was that I didn't have another job. And, you know, technically speaking, I uh, I don't have another job right now. So, uh, really kind of hopeful that maybe that comes through. Um, other than that, that's pretty much all I have, so I'm probably going to kill this podcast here a little bit short of the 60 minutes. Um, I don't really see the point of rambling on topics I don't really have. Um, oh, you know what? I'm, uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the, the London Royals here. So um, my, my current tentative plan right now is to return for this upcoming season with the London Royals. Um, we'll be trying to make something, some magic happen here and uh, make the postseason and maybe see where we go from there this season after the draft. I assume that... Um, We'll be looking for some additional offensive talent, maybe some linemen, linebackers, that kind of stuff too, to protect our players. Um, I think with Willie Miller taking a big step forward in TPE and me uh, being capped and um, Glenn Smart being capped and all of us really taking a big step forward, you know, I think we'll be a difficult team to contend with. I'm excited to see how it works out. Um, you know, I could really see us targeting, like I said, some some protection players. 
in this draft. But all right, thanks very much for listening to the first episode. If you have any questions or feedback for me, please uh, pop into the question thread on the forums and give me a shout. I appreciate it. And, uh, talk to you next time.